Hey, this is Laura McCarry at The Hidden Edge. And Nigel Davey from SME Needs. And this is one of our 10-minute business podcasts. Today we are talking to Adam King, founder of Media Lounge, an e-commerce web development agency and private owner of Jolly Brolly, an online store that sells Jolly Brollies. Given the current environment, there may be a few with time on their hands to consider how best to transfer their business from bricks to clicks. Adam, hi. It's really good to have you join us on our podcast. I've had the pleasure of working with you for quite some time now. For our audience, please tell us the story of Jolly Brolly and how you met Mike, the co-founder of Media Lounge. So I never intended to run my own business, but I was working for uh, a car dealership and thought that the peers and management levels above me didn't seem too happy in the roles that they were doing um, and didn't really give me any inspiration into wanting to you know have a position like theirs um, so I went on holiday uh, to think about you know the future and my career uh, and unfortunately on that holiday it rained every day so um, whilst kind of stuck in hotel rooms and lying on the beach some sunshine some rain um, and I thought it often rains in the UK um, and the UK would be a good market to sell umbrellas. Uh, I came back from that holiday, packed in my job um, and ordered 10,000 umbrellas from China on a, on a bit of a whim, but you know, with a lot of enthusiasm and promise of uh, being a big umbrella entrepreneur. You crazy kid, you. Yeah. I, I originally targeted uh, hairdressers purely because I could see that they had customers that spent a lot of money um, and would walk out of their shops often with carrier bags over their heads to, to protect their hairstyles. So I thought there was an immediate need there where hairdressers would pay perhaps a pound for an umbrella to gift to a client if they just spent 60, 70, 100 pounds on their hair. Um, and very quickly sold to lots and lots of hairdressers, went round um, a bit like uh, Del Boy with a boot full of umbrellas every day to a different town. Uh, walking around lots of hairdressers knocking on the door trying to sell my uh, reasonably low-cost umbrellas to them to, to try and protect their customers from losing their new hairstyles. Um, that rapidly sort of grew, got involved with a company who were a, a hairdressing supplies distributor um, and, and started to sell through that supply chain to, to more hairdressers. Um, but really that's just when uh, sort of 2001 uh, 2002 that the the internet was becoming a little bit more focused on on e-commerce and, and selling online um, so that's when certain things started to change in in my mind of how it might be better to sell to a wider audience so oddly enough back back to the beginning with the cars I, I took one of Mike's colleagues out for a test drive in a car and Several years later, uh, remembered his name, and when I was looking to build the first website for Jolly Brolly, I contacted contacted this person, um, and he put me in touch with Mike and said, "Well, Mike will be the person to to build this for you." And uh, yeah, Mike built the first website for Jolly Brolly, which was non-transactional, but he did introduce me to the world of of AdWords and how I could drive traffic to the website, which would then drive inquiries. Um, so yeah, the very early days were. Were, was a non-transactional website, but it did, you know, help the, the business grow and, and help the advertising of the business, albeit with the aid of Google AdWords as well. So, sounds great, Adam. It's sort of 
certainly the, sort of, that match between you and Mike was, um, I suppose, fortuitous. What would you say are the key stages to get up and running online? So, I mean, first of all, you're going to need to have a domain, um, which would be your address online. Um, and, and then you're going to need to have some presence on that address. So uh, when we first started, uh, there was still a technology called Flash, um, which I think Apple have kind of booted out of the, uh, the internet industry altogether. Um, but yeah, we built a, a website reasonably low cost um, and, and very, very quickly using that technology. Um, so there, there are lots of self-starter packages out there now that, that can help businesses start. There's a, you know, there's big commerce, there's Shopify, there's Squarespace, all very, very intuitive and easy to use. Um, and, and very easy to link your own domain to those so you can start marketing at that sort of web page. It's a modern day brochure really is, is how we started. Um, I'm sure lots of businesses would, would also start that way, but perhaps with a shopping cart mechanism as well. I remember that uh, when we first met, you guys fulfilled the orders from a storeroom in the basement of Media Lounge. What made you decide to move to a fulfilment agency? Well, recently with the, the pandemic, it's, it's also made this uh, a lot more prevalent because working with a fulfilment agency, it's, the, the reason we moved there initially was because we didn't have to have warehouse staff. Uh, we didn't have to worry about warehouse staff holidays. Um, actually, if you look at the, the finer cost detail of it, because they shift so many parcels themselves, the courier deals that they're offered compared to the courier deals you're offered are, are so much better. And you'll often save the picking, packing and dispatching cost of the fulfillment company wound up in your courier savings. So there, there, there wasn't really a cost saving, but there wasn't really a, an expense to doing it. So it was cost neutral to move there, but it also meant that we could save on staff costs um, purely because, you know, working with one warehouse operative, uh, if you then needed to have that person, or that person was on holiday or unwell, um, then you'd need to provide cover for that, which came at an additional cost. And it also means you're in a great position to scale at any point. So if your products and services take off either via your own marketing or via some um, kind of social uh, interactions, then you're going to be able to cope with any scale of fulfillment without having to scale up the size of your warehouse or the staff that, that do that picking and packing. Um, recently, with what's happened, uh, it also means that we're a little bit more robust than other businesses. Many have had to shut their doors um, because their warehouse staff have had to self-isolate or to, to work from home. Um, so really, the fulfillment centre, because delivery and the supply chain have been given um, the agreements to continue working to make sure orders and, and supplies are delivered to people at their homes, fulfillment centers are part of that and they can continue to provide their services. So the products that we sell, albeit, you know, umbrellas at this stage, are probably not forefront of everyone's mind, um, are still able to be delivered on a next day service. Whereas lots of our competitors and lots of other industries are struggling right now to fulfill their orders. Hmm, definitely. Some useful advice, Adam. Thank you. As a marketing expert, I'm always keen to hear sort of success stories um, what's worked best for you to get clients to your site? Uh, well, really right back to the beginning again, the introduction of Google AdWords. I think traffic is one of the most important things for any business. Lots of people get caught up on the website itself. 
um, but any website without any traffic is is fairly useless so the more you can do to save budget at the beginning to use for marketing and to find that stream of marketing that works for you as a business is, is probably more important or equally important as the page, the website or the e-commerce store you're sending them to. Um, right at the beginning, we use Google AdWords because the cost per click was very, very low. So we could drive traffic to our website for around 20p a click. Um, and we knew that it would take about 30 clicks before we made a sale. So it's very, very cheap and low cost to get those customers to the website. Google have obviously expanded that over the years um, and now have uh, Google Shopping ads, um, which uh, deliver like a, a, an image-based uh, search result at the top of Google's search listings. And those tend to have a higher click-through rate and a lower cost. So if you want to see instant traffic to your site to trial something, if you're new to the market, um, then Google AdWords is a great way of doing that. And you've seen also things like Facebook and Instagram start to move into that pay-per-click space as well. So very, very quickly, you can get some traffic. You can see how well the site's converting, how well uh, your products are selling. Um, and you can start to look at other metrics and, and help you scale your business in that way. Brilliant. Thanks for those insights, Adam. It would be great if our listeners can make contact with you if needs be, assuming that the weather turns bad again and they need a brolly. How might they do that? So you can find the business at jollybrolly.co.uk. Uh, it's J-O-L-L-Y-B-R-O-L-L-Y.co.uk. Uh, you can uh, email us at inquiries at jollybrolly.co.uk and you can find us on most social media channels. So thank you very much for that. Um, Adam, so that's me, Nigel Davey from SME Needs. And me, Laura McCarry at The Hidden Edge. Please do make contact with any of us for sound business advice whenever you feel you need it. Ooh, and don't forget to comment on, like, follow and share this podcast. Music.